Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, Armorall, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every $20 you spend on Armorall products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at Armorall.com. Armorall, less work, more clean. Terms apply. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. All right. So, yeah, look, if somebody identifies as a, a different gender, that, that has no impact on me. Why, why should I care? Why should I get worked up about that? Right. So sometimes I don't understand the, you know, the preoccupation with the issue. So why? Um, so if, if someone who was once a he wants to be a she, fine. If someone who is one or the other or wants to be neither or wants to be called something else, okay, whatever. Right? I mean, I, I don't get too worked up about this stuff. It, it doesn't concern me. Uh, I'm a live and let live kind of guy. But the, we do run into some potential issues. When we, we have fine lines drawn around what's considered a male, what's considered a female, Right? Even if you accept that, that this, these are fluid concepts or that there's some gray area, where does that leave us when it comes to, say, auto insurance? And should we even have these differences? Maybe this is where we're going. Maybe we should go in this direction because maybe there shouldn't be uh, gender discrimination when it comes to drivers. But again, I don't think auto insurance companies are doing this because they hate men, right? Uh, that if, if your auto insurance premiums are going to be higher, that presumably there's a good reason for that. I mean, maybe it's your own track record. Uh, but maybe you fall into a certain subset. As an 18-year-old driver, that maybe you present the kinds of risks that uh, you know, someone who's 45 doesn't pose. So... Anyway, this is kind of a long way of getting to this story about a a young man in his early 20s uh, got an insurance quote. Uh, David is the name he's being referred to as. Uh, The insurance quote for him was $4,500 a year. But found out that the exact same vehicle, all of it, you know, if he was a woman, it would be $3,400. That's an $1,100 difference. So he got the idea in his head that he would simply then become female, not surgically, but basically on paper. And here in Alberta, things have changed. You don't need any kind of a doctor's note to to prove that you're transgender or anything along those lines. You can simply ask to have your uh, your marker changed on your government documents from M to F or F to M, or you can have X if you'd prefer and that's what he did. So he uh, filed all the, the paperwork, got back a, a birth certificate that identified him as a woman. And he got the insurance and is saving almost $100 a month. So it seems like someone trying to game the system, right? And, and I suppose there are genuine transgender people who probably don't appreciate this. But like I say, I mean, it, it stems from this, this discrimination we allow. And it doesn't make sense. And, and if it does make sense, how do we deal with transgender individuals? At what point, if you identify as female, have you assumed all the traits of a female that, that make you less of an insurance risk? 
So it's kind of a tricky area. And like I say, maybe it would be simpler to simply do away with all of this. Uh, Sarah Tatelman uh, wrote about this recently, uh, currently a law student at the University of Toronto, but also a freelance writer on issues around uh, labor, uh, insurance, uh, et cetera. Sarah, thanks so much for joining us here today. Thank you for having me. Um, so first of all, <laughs> what do you make of this story? I'm curious. I, I think it's quite interesting. Um, I am not terribly sympathetic to David uh, from the the article. It seems like he just asked one insurance company what uh, his his rate would be, and instead of shopping around or um, seeing if if another competitor could give him a better deal, he did this very complicated yeah. uh, government document system. Um, but I, I do understand that statistics suggest young men get into more accidents than young women. And, and while there will always be exceptions, um, insurers are, are charging young men more because they're just using gender as a proxy for risk. And, and that's not um, odd or bad in and of itself. There needs to be something to that insurers can use because they can't follow everyone around um, and, and figure out how. Uh, carefully you're, you're following the rules of the road, right. or at least that's how it's been for, for a long time. Now, and it's interesting, because I suspect then if this guy has to make a claim at some point, and maybe this will all start to unravel, but it, I guess it does raise the interesting question of, well, how does an insurance company go about this? How sensitive do they need to be in exploring whether or not someone's gender identification is is genuine? Right. Yeah, that that's quite interesting. Um, that's not... Something that I, I believe has, has happened uh, mm-hmm. a lot since this is a, a fairly new topic um, and insurance companies, I imagine, would want to be very sensitive to members of the LGBTQ community. Um, but in this case, where David you know, told the, the CBC reporter that he absolutely does not identify <laughs> right. as a woman, and this is, this is pretty much fraud. So I don't think this would be a, a tricky case. Well, it would be. His, his last name is not being used, and I'm going to probably assume that his first name isn't David. Um <laughs> Or what, you know, right. Yeah. And if he is using the name David, I mean, maybe that's a red flag right there. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) It it is a pretty common name. I'll grant you that. But if he ever has to file a claim and the insurance company decides to investigate um, the crash or what happened, they'll likely come across him and and some questions will likely be asked. Yeah. And even just, you know, somebody at a desk somewhere sees the paper. It says, okay, there's an F for female, yet the name is David. Maybe that would, would flag it right away. I don't know. That might, yeah, I'm not, not too sure. Um, so getting back to the question, as you say then, I mean, the, it's not a, an anti-male bias necessarily on the part of insurance companies that if there are different rates for, for different genders, then there's, there's a reason for it. Right, yeah. And um, generally, young men especially, who don't have a ton of driving experience um, and are perhaps more likely to take risks, they will get into more accidents than their female counterparts. And um, insurers, I think it's fair if they they charge them more for that. But uh, recently, there have been um, insurance companies that offer telematics programs where you would plug in a little box to your car or download an app on your phone, and then it would track how well you drive, how you know quickly you brake, um, if you're speeding at all, and then it can uh, come up with a personalized quote for you based on your ability as a driver rather than your gender or your age or what have you, which perhaps is more fair for everyone. Right. And I mean, age is, is still discrimination. I think people are more willing to accept that, yeah, I mean, an 18-year-old, you're dealing with a different kind of situation than, than say, a 40-year-old. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that, that, that would still be a kind of discrimination, though, right? Sure, you're treating them differently, but I guess the difference is 
most people grow up and yeah, will eventually exactly. benefit from, from 40-year-old prices. Yeah, that is true. Uh, on the other hand, though, I mean, there, there are some realms of discrimination that, that we wouldn't allow, right? And if, if some insurance company had some data to indicate people of a certain race or ethnic background posed a different risk, I don't think people would be too too tolerant of the idea that we would start charging different insurance rates based on, on skin color or ethnic background. Well, right. If you want to go that route, are you going to charge people born in January more than people born yeah. in April just because the data suggests they get into more accidents? So where, where does gender discrimination fall then, in your view? I mean, because uh, I'm not a scientist, but um, <laughs> from what I understand, the brain develops Differently, perhaps the more slowly or the prefrontal cortex, which is responsible for um, the decision making that, that everyone does, it develops a little differently in young men than young women. So there is perhaps a uh, more valid reason to charge young men more um, that that seems to be very different than than race. It's interesting because I think it was 2011, uh, the European Court of Justice ruled that this was uh, inappropriate an inappropriate form of, of discrimination. But, I mean, outside of Europe, is it your understanding that this is still fairly typical in, in other Western countries anyway? Yeah, in Canada, um, British Columbia and Saskatchewan, which both have um, auto insurance that's provided, at least in part, by a public insurance company, and in Montana and the U.S., I believe, they don't allow um, gender to be considered when determining prices. So there is some North American precedent. And if other provinces wanted to go that route, that's definitely something that they could look into. Do you think it would be more of an issue if it, if it were the other way, if, if women were paying more? Or is it just, look, I mean, this is what the evidence tells us, so we should all suck it up. I mean, I think this is definitely based on the statistics that um, provinces collect on the number of highway accidents and the number of fender benders and uh, fatalities on the road. So I think those the hard numbers are, are a little tricky to argue with. All right. Well, some interesting thoughts. More at uh, SarahTatelman.com. Sarah, thanks for joining us here today. Appreciate it. Thanks so much. Take All care. Right, take care. Uh, Sarah Tatelman uh, is a, a freelance writer, wrote about this uh, for a Canadian insurance top broker uh, online a couple of years ago currently a law student at the University of Toronto. But she said something interesting, and I'm, I'm not trying to, to, to box her in on a certain issue, right? But I mean, the point about uh, brain development, that there are differences between men and women. So if we're conceding the point then that biologically there are differences between men and women, well, what do we do with that information? How does that affect identifying whether somebody is uh, a female or not, or a male or not. I mean, you can identify as female, but from an insurance company's point of view, is that irrelevant? I mean, your brain is your brain. Your brain developed a certain way. So, in that sense, however you identify is irrelevant then, isn't it? From an insurance company's point of view, but obviously we've decided that it's very relevant. But you can't get over then that, that biological reality if that's the basis. Now, look, there's a good reason why we charge different rates for young men versus young women. And this is why. It's, it's science. It's biology. Okay. <laughs> well, then how else does that apply? So, yeah, again, look, if, if somebody identifies as male, who was previously female and vice versa, or, you know, someone chooses not to have the gender, again, that doesn't impact me. I don't care. But I think in another context, if somebody was saying there are biological differences between men and women, there's a biological definition for what makes you a man, what makes you a woman. You can't just 
choose not to have that, that that would be seen as somehow an attack on transgendered people. And obviously, I mean, the insurance industry is not concerned about attacking transgender people. It's concerned about their bottom line. And so what does the evidence tell us? So it's a, it's a very interesting conundrum then. Anyway, 403-974-8255. We are back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.